Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast. Myself, Mo Mootsi, and of course, the point guard guru, three-time NBA champion, Mr. BJ Armstrong, live and direct. BJ, how are you doing today, my brother? Mo, I'm doing fabulous. Another weekend, another week of NBA basketball. And Mo, we are on the move. Mm-hmm. We are we are vibing. You mm-hmm. know the vibes. You know the damn vibes. You need to get to the number one spot. So you know what? We are the people's podcast. Facts. I like that. I like that. The people. And we go and, and we just and we just gonna give the people what they want. Listen, you guys at home listening. Last week we were number two in the podcast charts for basketball podcasts. This week we're going for number one. You know how when a when a music artist drops a song and they're like, oh my God, guys, please buy my album. I need to get to number one in the charts. That's what we're doing, except it's free. You ain't got to buy nothing. You just got to put your headphones on, kick back, get in your car, go for a walk, do some cooking, do some cleaning, do whatever you want to do, and listen to the sweet sounds of some NBA breakdowns from your two favorite NBA personalities in the business right now. So first of all, first of all, before we get into this week's action, I want to give everyone a reminder that BJ has requested we do a watch along this Wednesday night for the Grizzlies, Jamarant. And a Charlotte Hornets, LaMelo Ball. It's going to be a big one. So it's 1 a.m. UK time. So I don't know if you guys want to call in sick to work on a Thursday, but we're going to be there. 1 a.m. UK time, whatever time it is in LA, BJ, that's going to be early afternoon for you. But we're going to be there. We're going to be giving you some live analysis, commentary, reactions. Make sure you come and join us. The second thing is this episode is coming at you a little bit earlier than usual. Usually you get the episode on a Monday or a Tuesday. Today, we're putting out on the weekend. The reason being, we're giving you some extra days warning. Be there on Wednesday night. Anyway, BJ, we've had a few conversations over the last few days that I wanted to share with our audience. BJ has had some hot takes. And I'm going to say a player's name, BJ, and I want you to tell me the hot take you gave me this week. I'm talking about none other than Mr. I'm coming into the Staples Center and I'm pulling up from the logo. Mm. Shy Gilgis Alexander. BJ. Talk to me. Mr. Alexander, he's forcing me to talk my talk. Mm. Shea Alexander put on one of the displays early in the NBA season to let everybody know and put everybody on notice. I'm here. I am a top 15 player in the NBA. And I ain't going nowhere. Top okay. 15. Shay Alexander. It's a big time statement. That's a big time big, statement. Big, big time statement. So yeah. let me ask you this before you continue. Top 15. That means there's going to be a lot of cats out here who are upset that they're number 16, 17, 80. Who is the best player that you would take Shai Gildersander over? Who's the who's number six? Who's just for context wise? Who's the best player? that you would take shy ahead of. Oh, okay. Right off the, as they say, right off the rip, right off the top of off my, the dome. Of my li- right off, off the, the dome. dome. Give me the bars. You know, I would take him over Ben Simmons right now. Facts. Facts. Okay. I'm taking him over Ben Simmons right now. I'm taking him over 
Jamal Murray right now. Okay. Okay. I'm taking him. Trying to think of other all-star caliber. I'm taking him over Chris Middleton right now. Oh, that's a that's an NBA champion we're talking about. The NBA, it's an NBA champion. That's an NBA, NBA champion. NBA champion. The NBA champion. You know, Shea Alexander right now. And you know I love me some John Morant. Mm. So if Shea is 15, where have you got Ja? Ja, ja, ja is, is in between 15 and 10 right now. Okay. John ja, ja Morant is... John Morant is one, but one A or one B is, is Shea Alexander. Shea young Alexander cats. right now. The, these young cats are coming. These young cats are coming right now. And I'm really, really impressed with the poise. Okay. You know, the kid Giddy. Yep. Is a player. Listen, this, is, is a this is what I want to talk about. This is the kid grabs yeah, the board, yeah, yeah, yeah. a little yeah, handle yeah. up Giddy, the court, behind the back, coast to coast, tough finish on the inside. The kid Giddy is a player, but I want to make this clear. Before he becomes the all-star, before he becomes MVP or in that conversation, Shea Alexander is that guy. Mm. He's that guy. He's that guy. And... There are a lot of players that I would take him over right now. A lot of young players, a lot of young talent. He is without question the next. He's up next when it comes to NBA players. Get on this bandwagon early. The man has basketball integrity. That's what I call it. Basketball integrity. I'm not BJ's here to judge what you do. This, this, is, not, this is BJ's way of saying he knows how to play defense. Well, <laughs> you know, we talk about all the guys and offensively in the stats, but we forget the other side of the ball. Shea Alexander plays on both sides at an elite level. Shea Alexander is one all-star away, interior all-star player away from winning this. Now I understand why Evan Mobley was their focus in the draft. Yeah. Now I understand Mm. why Evan Mobley and Shea Alexander would have been unfair. Evan Mobley, SGA, you can pencil them in for the NBA Finals in five years' time because what I'm seeing in Cleveland, this is another thing I wanted to talk about. We talked a little bit about this on Heat Check this week, but the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, I didn't know if it was going to work. I was questioning them paying Jared. Well, you, questioned you questioned it. You questioned. You questioned it. it. I, I, yeah, you my hands it. up. I questioned yes, it you, because yes, you did because I didn't realize, or you know, the way that they, especially when they signed Laurie Marketing, I thought there's no way with these three guys, big, but they just fit. I didn't think they would, and I was wrong. Well, they fit mainly because. Mobley is far more versatile than I expected him to be. Now, I knew he had the talent, but having the talent in college and then coming to the NBA and that translating off the bat from your first... We're not even 10 games into the season. And he's showing everything that he can do. To show that, 
That's impressive. It was interesting to me in the GM survey that they do every season. They asked all the GMs in the league, which player from this year's draft is going to be the best in five years' time? And over 50% of them said Evan Mobley. But then when they asked all the GMs who's going to win Rookie of the Year, they all said Kay Cunningham or Jalen Green. So I'm just thinking, if you think he's going to be the best player in five years, I get big men take longer to develop. But we're in a world now where it ain't big men. It's not like he's coming in as a as a big seven-foot post-him-up Al Jefferson type player. He's coming in. He can do anything from anywhere. So fair play to the Cleveland Cavaliers because as well, Darius Garland is a nice piece. He's a nice young guard. I think he can make a step up this year too. So the league is in good hands. Well, this kid, Evan Mobley, you know, I had, I had an unfair advantage over you, Mo, because he went to USC, mm-hmm. University of Southern Cal, out here in California. So I had a chance, an opportunity to see him play night in and night out. And every time I would watch this young man, I would say the following. Defensively, he is going to be a first-team all-defensive player. And Mo, because you're going to be an executive one day in the league, Scoring sales tickets. Scoring is fun. Everyone comes to see the guy score 45, 50, 60 points. But if you want to win and have sustained excellence, you better be pretty good on that other side of the ball. Mm -hmm. And all of these GMs know that, you know what? I may not get to five years from today. (laughs) (laughs) That's why they said he will probably be the best player. But we live in a league where it's what have you done for me lately? Mm -hmm. And if my guy wins rookie of the year, that may carry you for four or five years. And that's the risk reward. Evan Mobley, without question. Do you see Evan Mobley? Biggest and greatest upside. As being a number one option on a championship team. On offense, because we know what he can do defensively already. Uh, no, que- no, no question. No, 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 no question. The, the one thing about Evan Mobley is unique is because the one thing I thought when I first started watching him exclusively, I was intrigued with the kid from the first time I saw him was, is his incredible length, but his versatility to defend in college. There are a couple of things that transfer. I look for transferable abilities that you can take anywhere you go. If you, if you are a great passer, it doesn't matter if you pass in high school, college, G League, international. Ricky Rubio was passing in international basketball and he's passing in the pros. If you rebound in college, you probably nine times out of 10, you're going to rebound in the NBA and you're going to rebound wherever you go. The one thing that doesn't always transfer is your ability to score. Mm-hmm. But rebounding, especially for defense, bigs. especially yes. for bigs, because as you know, a lot of players throughout NBA recent years or NBA history, whatever you want to call it, has shown you can get away in high school and college to some degree of exploiting your physical dominance against your peers. Absolutely. Because your Absolutely. peers are all your same age. So if you happen to be huge, when you're young, you can just destroy everyone off sheer size alone. 
back them down, get into the paint, dunk on everyone. But then when you get to the league and you're playing against grown men, I had an interesting quote from Jalen Green the other day, you know, speaking of these rookies. And, you know, it was interesting because they put Jimmy Butler on him, caused him some real problems. They put Brad Beal on him. Caused... So, so these bigger, stronger guards were giving him some problems. They said, what are you going to do to try and counteract that? And he said, well, they're older than me. I'm going to get older with time. I'm going to get stronger. I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get smarter with the game. There's nothing I can do to change that. So the, I hear what you're saying about scoring because scoring doesn't always tell the full picture of can you really score against the best in the world? You can score against everyone your age in your division in college, but this is a grown man league out here. Well, translation, what he just said was, if he can't physically dominate you with his speed and quickness or athleticism, he doesn't have a counter. Mm -hmm. Okay. That is my problem with the NBA. I want to go on record and say this. The players today are physically more gifted than the previous generation and the generation before that. They're stronger, they're faster, they're more athletic. And for the most part, they're more skilled, right? They have, they can dribble the ball better. Most of them can shoot the ball better, you know, from range, from distance. They're just better players. Oh, and better they will trained. be, you know. Okay. And the next generation will probably be better than that. Yeah. The problem is, the problem is, or the concern is, once you level the playing field, what's your counter? Okay. Like, Jalen Green is an exceptional athlete. Exceptional athlete. But what's your counter when you play against everyone else that has the same speed and quickness and agility that you have? What's your counter? Well, his only counter right now is, well, someday I'm going to be 28, 29. <laughs> there's, there's no guarantee that you're going to get there. Why do I say that? Is because experience teaches you we are all in a, we are we are all a sprained ankle away, Mo, from this being over. Yeah, you're going to end up like happen. me on the damn podcast. <laughs> you, you know? So hopefully he will understand what skill means. Skill enhances talent. That's all it does. Skill only enhances talent. You can be the most skilled player, but if you don't have any talent, it really doesn't matter. So hopefully this young man will begin to maximize, hone in on his skill level so that we can get to his talent because Jimmy Butler is just as fast. LeBron James, just as fast. Bradley Beal, just as fast. Jason Tatum, just as fast. Ben Simmons, you can go on and on. And you have to have a certain level of skill once you come up here if you're going to be what we call a professional. You can't just run and jump and, and be physically more gifted than every other player. There are a few players that can do that. Ben Simmons is one of them. <laughs> ben Simmons is 6'10", and he's a physically gifted. LeBron James is another. There are some. Yeah, LeBron's got there skill. Are many. LeBron's got much more skill than, than Ben Simmons. But also, well, just real quick, while we're still talking about Ben Simmons, is shout out to the Sixers. Seven and two to start the year without their max contract all-star player. So shout out to the Sixers. Embiid has been a great playmaker for them so far. But I want to circle back to what you were saying about the skills you look for. You know, BJ you're pretty good at predicting the future. 
in some respects. <laughs> in some respects, you know what I'm saying? Like you were on the Jamarant hype train from day one. You're leading the Shai Gilders Alexander hype train, and it's looking to be starting to pay dividends just at the very Evan early Mobley, stage. Evan Mobley, Evan, Evan Mobley. Mobley. So, what do you look for in whether it's a guy coming from college going to the draft, or whether it's a guy that's in their first or second year of their NBA career? What are the key factors that you're looking for that says to you, okay, they might not be winning now, or you know, they might not be putting up great numbers now, but they will be great one day? Mo, that's a phenomenal question. And if there's one thing that I learned from the moment I started, the biggest thing I wanted to learn then, and this is the thing that fuels me now as an agent is to how to properly evaluate a player. There are three things, Mo, that translate into any game anywhere in the world. You have to defend your position. You have to be able to rebound to conclude that defensive possession, and you have to be able to pass or share the basketball. So the first thing I look for, so let's talk about John Morant. Let's talk about Shea Alexander. Let's talk about Evan Mobley. One, two, or three. There's one thing that doesn't deteriorate with age. That's called length. Mm-hmm. So you have speed and quickness, size and length. Okay. Size and length. If you are 7-1 at 19, you're going to be 7-1 at 35. Mm-hmm. Size and length doesn't deteriorate with age. Speed and quickness will come and go. Yeah. So I always look for players who are bigger than their, than their position. Okay. Magic Johnson, for instance, is the optimum point guard because his game wasn't predicated on speed and quickness my game so as he aged he aged gracefully when i lost the step or two i'm out of the league <laughs> oh, he's, he's got the high he could see over everyone but yeah, i had a coach who said to me it doesn't matter how much you you know you work on your hops and work on these foot drills at the end of the day in the fourth quarter or in overtime of a game you're going to be tired as hell. You ain't going to be able to jump as high. You ain't going to be able to run as quick. That guy over there yeah. is still going to be seven foot tall in the fourth quarter and in overtime. Yes. So all of those things that we put in highlights, this guy's got a 50 inch vertical. This guy has crazy handles. Okay. What does a 50 inch vertical have to do with winning a game? Nothing. What does crazy handles have? To, nothing. Because in the end, the only thing that matters are the fundamentals of the game. That's all that matters. Okay, so why Shea, why John Morant, why Mobley? I see young players that all have incredible size and length for their position. When I see someone that has an extreme amount of physical talent, John Morant, I go, okay, he can hang his hat. He can afford now and play through a mistake. You can beat John Morant on a backdoor cut and he can still recover and block the shot. You beat a player like a BJ Armstrong on a backdoor cut. He has no chance to block your shot. That's the difference. So John Morant has an ability to recover. So John Morant to me was, he was a, he was a no brainer. I saw, I go, okay, this guy has size at his position. He's got length at his position and he's an exceptional athlete. Now, he is what I call a willing defender. You know, it's like, it's, it's like you don't have to ask him to play defense. He competes, auto, he, he competes immediately. 
Yeah. So I, I thought he's going to be an incredible player. Now everyone's saying, oh, he couldn't shoot. He doesn't shoot the three ball. He's playing the point guard position. None of that matters. It's as long as he defends, he rebounds, and he passes the ball. There's no – it's not an accident that the, the Memphis Grizzlies are winning. Can I just Sha- chime in here? Those three things you talked about, can he play defense being the number one most important? Can he rebound? Can he pass? Yes. I want everyone to think back to a certain Mr. Kawhi Leonard when he came into the NBA. He wasn't a scorer. He didn't have off-the-dribble moves. He could maybe catch and shoot a little bit, but he was a lockdown defender who played hard every possession, could facilitate for his teammates, you know, maybe not off the point of attack like he does now, but he could still make plays and he could rebound. And then he developed as a scorer throughout his career into a guy that led Toronto to an NBA championship or one finals MVP. So I hear it. I just wanted to, to chime in to no, give a real life. Kawhi example. Leonard is another Kawhi Leonard is another example. He had the talent, but the skill only enhances talent. What we have done in scouting today is we've tricked the basketball community into thinking if a guy is skilled, that he actually has talent. It never works that way. Skill only enhances talent. Provided you have talent. Shea Alexander, he's got great size and length, first of all. Great size and great length for the point guard position. He is a defensive player of the year on the defensive end. Now, that, that's, okay? that's anyway, a hot, now, now what, hot now, now, why do I say that? Because I love Marcus Smart. Shea Alexander should be a better defender than Marcus Smart because he's bigger. He's bigger. Okay. This kid, Devion Mitchell, you can put this as a hot take, will be a first team all defensive player. And there's no accident that the Sacramento Kings are turning it around now. Why? Because when you have one player that will defend his position, it forces everyone else to give what's needed first and foremost to play defense, effort and energy. Mm -hmm. I would love, you ready for this, Mo? Devion Uh, Mitchell. And Marcus Smart to be my backcourt. That's my that's my backcourt. That would be my backcourt if I could get Devion Mitchell and Marcus Smart as my two guards. I would play against any guard tandem in the NBA. I don't care who you. I don't care who you play. Those that's the type of defense that's needed if you're going to win. Drew Holiday is an exceptional exceptional player. Phenomenal. You know I love me some Drew Holiday, but Shea Alexander is bigger than Drew Holiday. I He's mean, bigger. I don't. I don't see SGA's defense there at this point oh, so far. Oh, the potential oh, he's scoring because he's so there. far ahead to scoring. Mm. No, he's so far ahead in scoring right now. Well, see, right now he is score. Drew Holiday used to score a little bit too when he was at Philly. Mm. All star Drew Holiday. Yeah, he, Drew Holiday was an all star in this league. Let's yep. not forget. Yep. Let's not forget now, Drew Holiday is playing defense because he's chosen to play defense at this level. Drew Holiday can score the ball. He, like you said, he is a reluctant offensive player. Yeah. A lot of times, they're like, Drew, you, we need you to score 20. He's like, okay, all right, I'll do it if you ask. <laughs> he's, he's like that guy. You know what I mean? He's like that guy. He's like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. He's a reluctant offensive player at this stage of his career. Mm-hmm. But Drew Holiday without question, is a 20-point score. This is why I love him, because he's always thinking team first. 
and he's always thinking about the team and what he has to do. I, I, I love watching him play. And I think, and I don't think, I know Shea Alexander is a far superior physical talent than this kid. Yeah. Far yeah. superior. And the kid, Evan Mobley, and Mobley, man, oh, you know what? Evan Mobley off of, if you, if you want to see, if you want to scout a game, to all of, the, of our listeners, our young listeners, and Mo, I, and like I said, I know you're going to be an executive one day. When you see a player who should have been a sophomore in college, guard LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook, and, and uh, Dwight Howard in one game. He guarded each one of those players in one game. Do you know the, the, the scouting report? the amount of information for a player, let's say this player is a five or 10 year vet would have to be able to make that adjustment. This kid is a rookie who hasn't even played 10 games yet to be able to say, this is what I'm going to do and take away from LeBron. This is what I'm going to do. Take away from Melo. This is what I'm going to do against Anthony Davis. Well, let's, and put I said, context. let's put it into context. Of all the players in the NBA, how many can you name that you would feel comfortable guarding all of those five in a game? Because it's not a lot. Well, you, 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 Giannis is capable. Giannis. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard is yep. probably capable. LeBron James probably would be capable. Um, Marcus Smart. Draymond Green. Yeah. Yep. Well, Marcus Well, Marcus knows how, but does he have the size to guard Anthony Davis? I don't know. For, for, you know but, uh, well, I mean, for a possession, you know, when yeah, they switch, yeah. Mar- you're comfortable yeah. knowing that he's going to make left off. Bam, yep. Bam could could do it you know jimmy butler i think i think ben simmons could do it you yeah know, if you, ben if you simmons. Go on the court so this kid is already in an elite category in the first five games of his nba career he's <laughs> all i mean we're talking about all-star players here and we're saying he's already there so for me it's just a matter of the rest of the nba world catching up to see why they are begin why they are winning right now Think about this. They are winning right now in Cleveland. And no one expected them to win. And it's all because of Evan Mobley and what he's doing on the defensive end. Now, you're going to give Garland credit. Absolutely. Jared Allen, give him credit. Give those guys credit. But make it clear, they have what's called a foundational player right now. And his name is Evan Mobley. And if they continue to build around him with exceptional guard play, because you have to have guard play now. Yeah, I think they, they could be a championship caliber team. So let's play this game. Hypothetically, right? They um, The NBA comes along and they said, okay, cool. We're going to open a franchise in London. They say, okay, Mo, you can be and in charge. Of course, you're going to run it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah Mo, course, Mo, you're in course. charge. You're in charge. So I say, okay, cool. BJ, I'm going to need your help. You're going to run this with me. We're going to do this. You're going to be my head scout. We're going we're gonna to get this cracking. And they gave us the option, hypothetically, to pick any one player in the entire NBA to take to build our team around. Any any player. So you have to factor in age, injury risk, position, and their current level of talent because you're starting a new franchise. You still want to get fans in the arenas. Which one player would you take to build your team oh, around? Oh, Giannis. That's, right some, that's easy. Giannis. Without question, the best player in the NBA. This is why we're going to work together because we're on the exact same wavelength. <laughs> this is not now. Is he the best offensive player? 
Probably not. Is he the strongest player in the NBA? Probably not. Is he the fastest player? Probably not. Does he have the best handles? Probably not. But when you say the best player, the most impactful player at every phase of the game, he can affect the game on the defensive end. He can affect it in the transition. He can affect it on the offensive. He can affect it because you're going to compromise your defense. You got to double team him. You cannot guard him one-on-one. Okay. He can affect it blocking shots at the rim. He can affect the game by just being a presence on the court. There is not a part of the game in the NBA game that he is not superior at, at, at affecting the bottom line, which is affecting the outcome of the game. Now, if you said Kevin Durant because of what he, hey, Kevin Durant. I wouldn't take Kevin Durant to build a team around though. Cause look at his yeah, age. He's one of the elite offensive players. He's one of the elite. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can, you can make your argument. LeBron James, whoever you want to put. But if you say I have one player. Yes. To build around. This is without question. His name is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hey. And I'm building my team around him. And then we can go from there because I'm not even going to, I don't even have to worry about the offensive end because defensively I'm going to do what every great player from Bill Russell on down, right? You don't win 11 championships. Boston Celtics guy, by the way, boy, I know you love the Celtics. You know the vibes. You know that. But the, the, the mentality of a champion is this. If I don't score and you don't score, the score is still zero, zero. Mm-hmm. Tell them again. If I don't score and you don't score, the score is still zero, zero. That means I can neutralize the game by not even having a great offensive game. That's the type of basketball I want to play. That's why Bill Russell won 11 championships. That's why Michael Jordan won six championships. This is how you win in this league. You have to neutralize the game because I can't depend on me to be hot every night, every quarter of every game. And if you have that ability, you have an opportunity to be the very best of the best. Tim Duncan won five championships with that formula. Shaq won with that formula. The late Kobe Bryant, Akeem Olajuwon, Michael Jordan, the Detroit Pistons, the Lakers Showtime, the Miami Heat. Wherever you win, you have to be able to stop people. The Golden State Warriors. So it's a formula that all of the champions know that not many people talk about, but we're going to talk about it here. And now the Milwaukee Bucks know it. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking, know of, this. speaking of great defense, so far the two best defenses in the NBA this season has been the Miami Heat, which comes as no surprise mm. given that, you know, they got Jimmy Butler already. That's his calling card, the defense. They got Bam, Bam. one of the most versatile yep. defenders. And then they added Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, added PJ Tucker. You know, they've got a very nice line because then they have four great defenders who they're comfortable switching everything and then the fifth guy on the court will be Robinson or Harrow and teams will try and go at them but the Heat are comfortable in knowing that their scheme works in that they can cover for those guys and help when they need to because of the rest of the rotation is still going to be in place but the number one ranked defense in the NBA right now the defense that's allowing the least amount of opponent scoring is the Golden State Warriors which is Mm. it comes as a surprise because we know Draymond is a great defender but when you look at the rest of that roster on paper, it's not full of great defenders. But they're getting it done, especially what's weird is it's always in the second half of games. I don't know what Steve Kerr's telling them at halftime, but they come oh, out I after can, halftime. 
and uh, go on, hear me. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, 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 I thought you cut up. They, they, they come out after halftime and they just clamp guys down. They just, third quarter, fourth quarter, it's tough to score on those guys. Well, I can, I can, I can, I can, I can tell you why they are so effective on the defensive end. In American football here, we have a key position on the defensive end called the linebackers. And the linebackers' job is to figure out what's going on and make the proper adjustments so that they can counter whatever the offense is doing. They disguise their defense. They blitz. They do things. And I'm just giving you kind of a short here of what the Golden State Warriors are doing. The Golden State Warriors, the reason they are so effective on the defensive end is because they are perhaps the only team in the league that has a player like Draymond who can do the following. We no longer play through our center position on the post with the exception of Joel Embiid and Jokic. They're the only two players in the league where you can actually put them in the low post and play through them. So whenever the go to state Warriors play those teams, they're going to always struggle because Draymond Green uh, uh, what's his name? Balencia. Uh, what's his? Name? I can't pronounce it. Balencia. Balencia. They can't defend those guys at all. They can't defend those guys. But what Steve Kerr has done is he never shows you. He never shows you in the first half how he's going to defend screen roll because what's the one thing mode that every team does against screen roll now in today's game? Maybe they do it. what? They switch. Okay. Now that's great. Draymond Green is the only player in the NBA that can switch the screen roll, and you're happy to get the switch. <laughs> you, you follow me? Yeah. He's the only player that I know in the NBA where the, the war, he's the only player where the Warriors are like, I hope they run Steph Curry and this guy so that they, we can switch it because we really want Draymond Green on the other team's point guard. So what they do in the first half is they figure out what you're doing. And then in the second half, they make sure that Draymond Green is in position to defend 70% of the other team's possessions with their best defensive player on the ball. What's interesting is, um, remember when Kawhi Leonard was at the peak of his defensive powers? Remember back San Antonio Spurs just before he left there and he was known as the best defender in the NBA? What teams started to do is they would take whoever Kawhi was guarding and they would literally sit them in the corner. Every that, possession down do. and they'll play four on four. Because that's well, the thing is, if a team's running a screen roll and you're switching, the, the offense team just needs to slip every time if, if you're going to keep switching. But that's what you got to do against a great defender. Because I remember uh, everyone wondering, oh, Kawhi's not been that great on defense. And I'm like, have you been watching? He can't be great. They've got him stuck in the corner every possession because they want to play four on four and not have Kawhi Leonard involved in any of the actions. Because even if he's not in the immediate screen role, he's still going to be there as a helper. He can still rotate. You know what I'm saying? So this is I- this is what the Warriors are doing. And this is why Steve Curry and these guys call it the death lineup. They utilize Draymond Green because he is a very unique player, unlike Kawhi Leonard, who is an exterior player. Draymond Green does both. And in today's game, the the Warriors are saying, okay, what are they running? 
Where's John Moran? Where's he? Where's he going? Okay, we're going to make sure that Draymond Green is involved in every single play. And then with that, you have your best defensive player involved in 70 to 80 percent of the possessions. Well, there's no wonder that they are a better second half team because they're doing this by design. And then once that happens, Draymond figures it out. He just figures it out. Okay, this is what we need to do. This is what you do. This is how we're going to defend it. And you never help the ball. So he allows the Warriors to never compromise their defense, unlike most where they got a double team, they got a mismatch, they have a bad matchup, a big on a small. Draymond is always in the play. Man. And give Steve Kerr credit. Give him credit and his coaches credit for figuring that out. I give Draymond the credit as well because his basketball IQ is on a whole different level. The way that he sees the game, the way that he breaks down the game, he knows what the other team's going to run before they even start running it. So credit goes to those guys. Do you feel after, you know, the Warriors obviously got to a hot start and we had that conversation about can they be legit in the Western Conference? Has your thoughts changed any of that? Because we weren't too hot on the Warriors actually making it deep into the playoffs. But after seeing how their defense is, and, you know, all their role players stepping up and Steph Curry still being Steph Curry and Draymond being Draymond. Has your thoughts changed on that? No, I, 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 like, the, I like the way they're playing. I think they're winning games they, they are supposed to win. You know, you're going to ask Steph Curry to play the game at a high level and expend a lot of energy during the regular season. It's not like they're winning and they are easy wins. I don't think it's sustainable for them during the course of the season. And we will continue to see how this plays itself out. I like this team. I think they're playing a, a good brand of basketball. You know, Steph Curry has gotten off to another tremendous start. You know, Jordan Poole and these guys are playing good basketball. Draymond Green has been terrific on the defensive end. Andre Iguodala seems to have turned back the hands of time. I mean, yeah, these guys over I, 30 now. I these, don't know. All these guys over 30 now. Yeah. I don't know what these guys over 30 are doing right now, but you got, you got, you got, you know, Andre Iguodala. You he got, didn't look like this in Miami, though. He no, didn't look he didn't. like this. You know, Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James. I mean, these guys are playing a, a terrific basketball over 30. So they must give be these guys credit. That- must be something in the water over there on the West Coast because everyone tells me, oh, how, how does BJ still look so young? I'm like over here thinking, how do all these dark circles? And BJ's out here shining every you day. You always work it. You these always guys, work it, you know? Oh, man, it's, it's, someone's got it. But uh, there's maybe there's something to do with that West Coast sunshine every day. Maybe that's what I'm missing. Maybe yeah, that's what yeah. I'm missing. But We're going to no, get you out here. Soon, soon. But no, I've, I've been loving the season so far. Like every night, I'm fascinated by every single matchup. You know, some people talk about, uh, uh, a few fans, you know, they're like, oh, I'll just watch the NBA when the playoffs come around. But there's stuff, like today we're recording this on Saturday, right? These are the fixtures for tonight. We've got the Rockets and the Nuggets, okay? So you're going to get to see the MVP, who's got to carry a team without his injured point guard, against the young up-and-coming stars. You're going to see how Jaden Green plays out. You're going to play how this kid, Shengun, plays. You're going to see Christian Wood, how he's going to match up with Jokic. You've got the Heat and the Jazz, two of the hottest teams in the NBA right now. You've got the Sixers and the Bulls, two of the hottest teams in the East. You've got the Sixers and the Bulls, two of the hottest teams in the East. You've got the Celtics and the Mavs. You've got Tatum versus Luka. You've got the Hawks and the Suns. You've got Trey Young, Devin Booker. 
you've got the Lakers and the Blazers. That's, you know, Melo going up against his old squad and Dame who came into Staples and took on the Lakers last time after Kobe's passing. And it was a whole big thing that that's just a random night in the NBA. And every single game is packed full of storylines. Every single game is exciting. Man, I love it here. I'm so glad basketball's back. I kind of felt like something was missing from life during the offseason. But I'm very happy that the NBA is back. I'm happy that we're doing this, this podcast again. And I'm happy that the fans are going to run up this episode so much. We reached number one in the podcast charts. Oh, oh, oh. That's where we're going. That's where we're going. Oh. But what else I want to talk to you about is this week I was selected to vote as part of European media on part of the NBA's 75th anniversary celebrations. Um, Congratulations. I appreciate it, sir. I appreciate it. It's an honor to be selected. And hopefully the next step is allow me to have a cast a vote in the MVP race and so on and so forth. Um, Because there are a few media members in the US who shouldn't be casting those votes and I should instead, but that's a whole nother conversation. But I was asked <laughs> to select an all time European starting five at like first team and second team. Now I'm not allowed to say who I picked because I signed the contract okay. until it's all revealed. But BJ, I want sure. you to give the people, if you were voting for this, your all time European starting five. So that's two backcourt players, two frontcourt players and a center. Well, because he's in the thick of his career, I'm not. I'm not going to include Giannis. Oh, so you're not putting any current. I'm just going to say that right. I'm not putting any current players. Okay. Because he's in the he's in the thick. But but Giannis is interesting because of, and I know he grew up there in Greece, but but not Giannis, your boy. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, it okay. But Giannis, it's not that I'm forgetting him. I just want to put, you know. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, okay. So no. So my backcourt, my backcourt is the following. At the point guard position, I saw this kid as an 18-year-old high school player. I I played against him in Mannheim, Germany. Okay. Mm. And his name is Tony Kukoc. At point, that's my starting point guard. At point guard, just just Tony Kukoc when he just like we we were talking about with Magic Johnson just now. Yes. About having the size advantage. I see you. Tony Kukoc was a point guard. Now, when he came over here later in his career, and I'm going to say he as as celebrated and and, and as as accomplished of a player over there as any player that has come over here in the NBA since, okay? When I first saw Tony as an 18-year-old kid in Mannheim, Germany, he was about 6'9", then, point guard. And he wasn't just a big guy who could handle the ball. He was a point guard. He had a name. I don't know how many people know this. They call him the waiter because he was serving. He was serving everybody. They, they call him the waiter. I saw him and I said, oh, wow, who is this guy? And when he came to the NBA because of circumstances and to his credibility or to his you know, credit, he played the power forward position because there were two guys who were 50 all-time great players there. One was Michael Jordan at the two, and the other was at the three, Tony, uh, Scotty Pippen. And he did what he had to do. But truly, he was a point guard. He, that's what he was. So that's my, that's my point guard. My two guard is another guy who was playing on that same team, the late Drazen Petrovic. Never seen a guy Rest shoot like him. Never seen a guy shoot, haven't seen a guy shoot like him. Like he was shooting back then. This was like in the 80s when I first saw him. Okay. At the three. 
I'm going to skip to three. Right I'm going to skip to three. <laughs> I know I'm you want to run with two bigs and just one wing player. Okay. At the four was another player that I saw on that same team. His name was Vladi Divac. Mm-hmm. When I saw Vladi, Vladi Divac was a four. Vladi Divac was skilled. He could always pass. Believe it or not, Vladi was a little athlete. He could run and jump. He always didn't show it to you, but he could run and jump, pass, could play a little defense. Okay. And I know that wasn't popular for a lot of European players, but Vladi had a, he had a, an incredible feel for the game. Yes, sir. The best player, you know, the best player I've seen in all of my playing in my, in my lifetime is Arvita Sabonis. Best best player from Europe or best player full stop? Best player, best player, best player from Europe. Best team. Yeah, I was thinking that's gonna be I a thought Arvita Arvita Sabonis is one of the top 25 players that's ever touched the ball. I'm saying that. He's supposed to be in the top 50. He's supposed to be in the top 50 of greatest players of all time. Arvita Sabonis, if he would have came over here be prior or before those injuries, yep. and played in the NBA, he would have been one of the top. 50 players of all time. Okay. We're talking about basketball players, not his NBA career. Yes. He came way past his prime. Yes. yes. This was the yeah. tail he, end of his career. He came over for. Okay. And then because again, Giannis probably will be there. And this is hard for me to say this, but right now out of respect, because you know, I'm all about the respect of the game. I have to put Dirk Nowinski there. That was three. I have to put Dirk there at the three. I saw Dirk as a young kid. I saw Dirk when he played in division, I don't know, two or three or whatever, four or whatever division. And I thought, how is that kid playing in that division with that type of talent? And then, uh, and the way he progressed once he got to the NBA, you know, I said, wow, this kid is something special. I can still recall watching this young kid with a mullet <laughs> his first <laughs> couple of years, his first summer. And Dirk Winsky played the point guard position in the Rocky Mountain Review. That's where the, that's where the summer league was at for the Dallas Mavericks when yep. uh, at the coach at the time was uh, Donnie Nelson had him playing point guard for the entire summer. And I thought, wow, if he can ever figure it out, because remember back then, Mo, the four position was stacked. You had Carl Malone, you had Charles Barkley. And, and it was very different. You, had, it, you didn't have these, yes, these you, you, floor spacing shooters. You had... Big body yeah. beasts. You had Chris Weber. You had Rasheed Wallace. You had Kevin Garnett. You had mm-hmm. Tim Duncan. You had Derek Coleman. And Dirk Nowinski weathered that storm. Charles Oakley. You had all of these guys. Sean Kemp. The four position was stacked. And I'm giving Dirk Nowinski credit. He weathered the storm. He took his lumps. And when it when it's all said and done, he became one of the great players of all time. He's in the top, you know, top 75 now, right? Of all time. Yep. MVP of this league, champion in this league. And he weathered the storm. And he went from when the league was very physical to where the league was suddenly highlighting Finesse. his true skill set, which was being able to shoot and stretch the floor and all of those things. So I'm going to keep him there. I'm, that, those are my five. Sabonis, Vladi Divac, Dirk Nowinski, Tony Kukoc, Drazen Petrovic, the late Drazen Petrovic, but Giannis is coming. Mm-hmm. Okay. Giannis is Giannis is there. He uh, he's in the thick of his career. What is he? 20, what, six or something? 26. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 26. Yeah. Giannis but, is the same age no, as no. me, which is the scariest part. Cause yeah, my that's knees what I'm saying. Hurt yeah. in the cold weather. 
his knees snap backwards during the NBA playoffs, and then he it goes is. and wins finals it MVP. Is, it is. Exactly, that guy's not real. Yeah, you know, he's not real. Yeah. So, but I, I, there's been some amazing players. But when you say the best, those are the, those are the five best players. Five of them I played against, and I'm fortunate enough to watch Giannis right now, who to me is just unreal. But um, what, you know, what's th- interesting, those are my five. What's interesting about the five that you picked is all of those guys. Their games, even though they played in previous generations, their games are built for the modern NBA. Like they would be even better. Obviously, it's just hypotheticals, but a Drazen Petrovic shooting forty percent from behind oh, the arc, he would like. Can you imagine him in the MVP conversation? Can to, you imagine him shooting right now? The way the game is played now, no, wow! It would be silly. It would be like he'd be on Steph level, but Tony Kukoc as well. Coming in, we're talking. Oh, we're talking about all these guys, you know, these big athletic guards now that can dish the rock, and then you're talking about all these other European guys and how the game has evolved. And I'm sure this is something we're going to dive into more as, as you know, the season progresses. And um, hopefully soon, I'll be able to give you my my all time five from Europe. And, I, and I, can I just say this? Yeah, of course. I love Jokic. You, you know, you, you know me. I love the bigs. Mm-hmm. As good as Jokic is and was last year. Sabonis was bigger than him, stronger than him, more athletic than him, and believe it or not, can I think could probably pass better than him. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say that. Okay. okay, And that and 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 I'm gonna say this in the same sentence. Jokic will probably go down and should go down if he's not the best passing big man. He's without question the second. I don't know who's better than him, but Jokic is without question, should be the best passing big man of all time. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you this. Sabonis was better. Jeez. Jeez. Oh, young Sabonis, right now. and I'm telling you this without hesitation. Up the and Jokic, Jokic is, is incredible. But Sabonis, when I tell you the guy was an athlete, he was fast. He was strong. He could shoot. He could post. I mean, when I tell you he could pass, this dude was a he was a wizard, man. He was a wizard with the ball. He had an unbelievable feel. He was incredible. And it's just a shame that we didn't get a chance to see him play in his prime in the NBA mm-hmm. against the very best players in the world. Man. You kids out there, you're going to have to do your research. You're going to have to do a little Please bit do. of research after today. We're going to give you some homework. And then we want you to tweet us your all-time European starting fives. Let us know who you would rock with. BJ, thank you once again for joining. Oh, man, I, I feel bad. We got we have to end because you got me fired up talking about... Oh. Oh, we're going to save, we're gonna save some of the heat for Wednesday night. Live watch along. Oh. Grizzlies, oh, I can't wait. Hornets. I can't wait. You know... Grizzlies, Hornets, we're going to be there. We're going to be there and um, hope you are too. In the meantime, BJ, thank you once again for your time. We'll be back very soon. You guys remember, get us to number one. That's the mission. That's the mission. Leave us some reviews on the the Apple reviews on the podcast app. Until next time, you know the vibes, get buckets. (laughs) 